The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My co-host, Dr. Greenberg, is with us and will be on the line in just a moment. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We always want to bring you people that we're interested in as far as learning goes and perhaps some cutting-edge information that's going to help you develop your leaders in your organization. Today we have Karen Friedman, and Karen is a leading uh, international communications expert who has worked with executives on four continents, a former award-winning television news anchor and reporter whose breaking coverage of local and national events has aired on ABC CBS, NBC, CNN, The Today Show, Good Morning America, and Nightline. So she's a pro at what we're doing here. She now leads Karen Friedman Enterprises, Inc., which teaches executives, spokespeople, and celebrities across the globe how to make the most of every interview, their appearances, meetings, and presentations. She has a couple of websites. Uh, The first one I'll give you now is www.karenfriedman.com. And then we'll give you, uh, she has a book that we're going to talk about, Shut Up and Say Something, that will be the focus of our conversation. And you know, Kathy and I always want to bring you the best in current leadership topics, interviews of proven leaders like we have with Karen Friedman today, and provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders in your organization. And my esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, let me say a word about her. She uh, coaches leading executives and entire companies on the applications of her proven happiness equals profit strategies. She is really the happiness guru. And Dr. Greenberg is a co-founder of the renowned executive consultancy H2C, and it stands for Happy Companies, uh, Healthy People. And she's an author of many, many multiple uh, bestsellers and much-in-demand conference speaker. Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Relly. I'm very excited to have Karen on the show today for a number of reasons. I love to learn. I love to uh, hear from people who are really experts in their field. And um, I want to make sure that before we talk about Karen and her fascinating uh, background in television news, uh, anchor, uh, and, and reporting, and how that influences uh, what we would call leaders and their ability to present and really grab the attention of people, um, I want to make sure that our audience really knows who you are and, and why it's so great to be your co-host on this program. And for those of you who don't know Dr. Relly Nadler, he is a master level certified executive coach. He is a psychologist, a corporate leadership and team trainer, and Dr. Nadler brings his expertise 
in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. And Dr. Nadler's Leading with Emotional Intelligence, his latest book, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers like you. And Relly and I, along with our guests, really believe that leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. But most leaders will underestimate just how much influence they have on those around them. And as a result, they can underperform. And with them, the teams around them will underperform. So what we love to do in each and every show is help you learn to do a few things differently that can dramatically improve both your performance and that of your organization. And what you'll learn in each and every show with great guests like Karen Friedman today is how to develop more leaders in your organization, what happy companies know about performance, something about emotional intelligence and positive psychology strategies to be your best. A little bit about brain and neuroscience contribution seems to be in all of our shows that helps top performers really understand themselves better. And something about generation and gender differences are things that we need to be aware of so that we understand how we impact those around us. We love to share work-life balance practices and, of course, lots of strategies for managing your boss and self-management strategies to be your best. And um, before I bring Karen on, I want to just ask Relly if you'll just review with our audience why leadership development is so important to our success and what is perhaps some of the science that we found behind leadership development that we'd love to share with our audience. Thanks, Kathy. I'd always love to do this this part. And then as when we interview Karen, um, she'll be able to add, given work with so many different uh, executives. So one of the things on leadership development that we talk about, obviously, is leaders. And the reason is leaders have anywhere from 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. They're what we call the emotional thermostat. They set the temperature for the team. If the leader is calm, cool, and collective, most likely is the team. If the leader is terse, tense, and uh, very irritable, so is the team. And so these emotions are contagious. And one of the keys for someone being in the top 10% is this aspect of emotional intelligence. How do you know yourself, manage yourself, know others, manage others? And especially when you look at how smart somebody is, IQ and technical expertise, the thing that allows someone to move further and quicker is emotional intelligence. And this top 10% that we'd like to give you tips on is a tipping point of sorts, meaning that when someone is in the top 10%, they add twice as much uh, revenue to the bottom line as someone in the 89th percentile and below. And we all know about training in organizations is very important, and training has been known to help uh, productivity as high as 22%. If you have training and coaching where you get an individual who can work with you and tailor the information, the productivity can zoom up to about 88%. And the key is doing a few things differently. We call micro-initiatives that can create macro-impacts. Uh, Kathy and I have the Excel Institute where we can bring coaching and training to your organization. And you can quickly set up these coaching networks in your organization that can uh, enhance your profitability. So one of the keys uh, for getting in touch with Kathy is first see her at our website, www.h2cleadership.com, for her happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, and leadership and coaching services. 
And for me, if you're interested in more information, my website is www.truenorthleadership for emotional intelligence books, free assessments, speaking keynotes, leadership and uh, coaching boot camps. And Kathy, maybe you can tell us uh, a little bit more about Karen, and then we'll hear more about her book, Shut Up and Say Something. Well, uh, let's see. I am. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Uh, I, wa- I want to say like tongue-tied about what to say <laughs> about somebody who has this uh, this level of expertise. But uh, Karen's uh, message development uh, was first recognized when a U.S. delegation led by former First Lady Hillary Rodham Clinton. Uh, tapped her to provide media and political training for women in South and Central America. And uh, Karen continues to counsel key opinion leaders across the world and has rolled out training programs in numerous countries, including China, England, Singapore, Malaysia, Uruguay, Argentina, Colombia, Trinidad, Canada, and Puerto Rico. Uh, Since Friedman launched her firm in 1996, clients have been relying on Karen for her know-how to communicate clearly and effectively during a wide variety of challenging situations, including nationwide awareness campaigns, manufacturing shutdowns, Justice Department inquiries, product launches and recalls, investor and community meetings, employee presentations, chemical spills, layoffs, and the drug approval process. So you can see we are dealing with someone who is truly a leader in her field. Karen is frequently quoted by publications such as the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Harvard Business Review, and she is a professional speaker who has repeatedly received numerous top-rated speaker awards. She is the author of Shut Up and Say Something, Business Communication Strategies to Overcome Challenges and Influence Listeners. I need to read this book immediately. She is uh, she is going to tell us more about her book today, and she has a lot of articles on leadership and communication techniques, which are regularly published in business magazines. But you can also go to her site, um, and you can pick them up, and her monthly communication video is just outstanding. She provides lots of tips for viewers, and um, she just has a terrific site. I, I cannot tell everybody strongly enough to go to her site. It's karenfriedman.com, and we'll spell that out for you later um, in the show. And you can also go to shutupandsaysomething.com, which I love. Um, she's authored um, Speaking of Success with several best selling writers, including Stephen Covey. Of course, he's the author of Seven Habits. And Ken Blanchard, another one of our uh, friends who's, who's been on the show who uh, is the author of One Minute Manager, Jack Canfield, of course, the creator of the Chicken Soup series. And, um, you know, if I keep talking about Karen, we're not going to hear from her. So, Karen, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you very much. I I should hire you as my PR person. Love to. (laughs) I'll grab a suitcase and run your way. There you go. We're from the same hometown there. (laughs) I know. So, Karen, one of the things we always do at the start of our show is just uh, talk a little bit about who's been some of your main influences. And, and as a communication expert, it'd be interesting to know who do you uh, point to who's maybe helped you be such a communication expert. Well, interestingly, you know, I, I spent 20 years in, in television as a television reporter. So that was my, my first life. And my second life has been, uh, actually, we just hit 15 years doing, um, you know, since I, I launched the firm. And so when you talk about influencers, you, you won't be surprised at what I'm going to say first. You might be surprised at what I'm going to say second. So the biggest influencers are my clients. 
There are the tens of thousands of people that I had just wonderful opportunities to interview over many years as that television reporter. But the biggest influencers in my life, bar none, with, without a doubt, are my parents. And I'm not a you know a ten year old kid, so you'd say, well, why are your par- you know why your parents when you've you've you know obviously had a career and grown up, and I think that what it what it was is my and is is my parents continually taught me to chase my dreams, and it was such a a wonderful lesson because it's a lesson that. I pass on to my children, and maybe one day when they're asked the question that you're asking me, they'll they'll say the same thing. But, you know, the bottom line is, and really for anybody out there that's listening, it's do what you love, do what you're passionate about, do what it is that wants to make you get out of bed in the morning, because when you do that, it never feels like work. And that's what I was taught, and that was probably the biggest influence in my life professionally. So, Karen, I would love to know, as I'm sure our audience would, how you made this bridge between being a TV anchor, because, uh, you know, that's a, a very specific field, and being who you are now, which is a speaker, an author, and a teacher of communication techniques. Well, first of all, my my first passion, yes, was television. I I wanted to be a reporter from the time I was 14 years old, and I did that for a long time. But remember that the jump or the leap, there are the bridges you put it, um, there was 15 years in between this. So when I left, my my last stop was at ABC TV in, in Philadelphia, and when I left there, you know, honestly, I, it, I, I loved what I was doing, but it was just time to make a change. I, and, I, and you know what, Karen, I'm going to ask you as you come to this little statement about the change, I'm going to ask you to think about that, hold on to that idea. We're going to come right back and learn more about you and this bridge. You're listening to Leadership Development News, so don't go away. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, Books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. You want to know the inside scoop on how today's leaders do business? How they hire and develop top talent? How do they retain top employees and customers? Tune in to Leadership Leverage on the Voice America Business Channel. Every week, Dr. Robert Denker will offer ideals and facilitate discussion with guests that will help shape today's up-and-coming leaders as well as established leaders in their fields. Listen for Leadership Leverage every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Karen Friedman. And Karen, just before the break, you were just talking about the bridge from being uh, with ABC in Philadelphia for 15 years and moving into the field that you're in now, leadership, communication expert, you know, and having your uh, consulting firm. Right. So, so actually, it was, it was many years in television at stations across the country, ending up in, in Philadelphia at ABC. And from the time I left ABC until I started my my own, you know, until today, rather, that's been 15 years. Okay. And when I left ABC, you know, I still loved television, but the truth of the matter is, to be completely blunt, I felt that I was stagnating. I felt that there was just more to do, and I and I wanted these new challenges. So when I started my own firm, you know, 15 years ago, it was... I couldn't have written that book at the time because if I wrote the book, it would be a very different book. I didn't have the experience that I have today. I didn't have the depth. And a lot of it is what you learn inside companies, working with executives, hearing their problems, seeing how they tackle things, and then providing guidance from your own area of expertise. So that that bridge, if you will, um, it looks a lot different today, you know what I mean, than it, than it looked back then. And, and what happens is one of the things I, I will tell you, and I, I've been asked this a lot, so I've thought about it a lot. One of the things um, that you might find interesting is even though what I do today doesn't have anything to do per se with being that TV reporter and anchor, here's, here's what becomes very helpful. As that television reporter, you are forced to constantly think on your feet, condense complicated information, make connections, you know, through a camera with people that you can't see or hear. You know, what, what do you do when you get caught off guard? And all of those things end up playing big time into what, what I do, what we do today when it comes to coaching professionals and business people because they struggle with that. And I used to think, oh, it's just so easy, you just say it. But, you know, the two of you, for example, you know, being on the radio, it's a skill set that you learn, that you develop. For most people out there, it, it's not that easy. It's not as easy as it is to somebody who does it every day. You know, one of the things that strikes me as you're speaking is how we all have to create bridges every day in our communication style. And I'd love to hear more about the kind of work you love to do now and what type of clients you work with to satisfy their needs for being effective and clear with the the various kinds of communication that I explained in the bio, you know, product launches, recalls, investor community relations, you know, chemical spills. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, what what I love to do is I love to see, um, as cliche as this may sound, I love to see the light go off in people's eyes when they reach those, you know, so-called aha moments. So, you you know, for me, it's guiding them, it's helping them to use the words that, that you used, Kathy, in the beginning of the program, you know, um, tailor what they what they need specifically to them and then watch them gain the confidence when you provide the strategies and you provide the techniques to help them overcome challenges that seem so daunting to them. So that's the first part of your question, what what I love to do. And I also love, you know, probably some of what the two of you love, which is speaking at conferences and running, you know, seminars and doing keynotes and breakouts and facilitating and all of that, all of those things that I love to do, okay? But as for the, the kind of work that we do that, that went to that bio that you read, we work across many industries. And in a nutshell, what we do is we help companies and spokespeople communicate more clearly and more concisely. We help them understand who that audience is, whether it's a one or 1,000, what those people care about, how you put yourself in their shoes, and speak in a way that makes your message relevant and meaningful to other people. So, thus the title of the book, how you really say something that might be impactful, empowering, influential. So, to, to be more specific based on, you know, what you were talking about with chemical spills and that type of thing, I'll give you a couple of examples that might, might clarify what it is we do. So let's say we are working with a pharmaceutical company that's launching a product. We might work with investigators, researchers, medical spokespeople, brand managers, everybody involved with that product from inception through the approval process to help them explain complicated information to very specific audiences, including the FDA. How do you explain the product? How do you explain the mechanism of action? How do you field those tough questions? How do you marry messages into your answers without sounding like some, uh, you know, robot who you see on a Sunday morning talk show? And and it's not just it's not just pharmaceuticals, but you know, think about think about technology, think about energy, think about about the space program. Think about all of these incredibly tough subjects that people are asked to explain in two minutes or less. So it's everything from helping people deliver presentations, doing media interviews. We do a lot of speaker training programs, helping your clients manage an issue that, um, in, in our case, it's ranged from oh, goodness, sex scandals to accidents to chemical spills to tainted goods. And, and it's not just the verbal delivery, but it's also developing and honing and fine-tuning that message. So I'm the one, or one of my colleagues is, in the, in the, is the one sitting in a room with you saying, okay, who's listening? What does that mean to them? How does it affect them? How does it benefit them? How does it impact them? What do they need to know? What's the so what? And the bottom line is you have to be able, you, anybody we work with, um, I'm a broken record, you have to be able to sit in their seats or stand in their shoes and really say to yourself, all right, if I didn't know what I know about my world and my business and I was reading the newspaper this morning or listening in that audience, 
what would I care about? And make it, and your, your words, I mean, you, I don't have to tell you about emotional intelligence, right? But make it personal and make people feel. Because if you don't make them feel, you don't make them care. And if you can't make them care, they won't listen to what you have to say. And that goes to the heart of everything we do. So let me just repeat that. So you have to make them feel so that they care and that then they're going to listen. Right. If you can't make somebody care about what you're saying, mm-hmm. it goes back to the, the with it, what's in it for me. Right, right. So, so you're talking about technology is a perfect example. You're talking, I'll, give you an, I'll give you guys an example. You're talking about technology. Let me tell you something real, real quick, and I never forgot this because I, honest to goodness, could not make this up. So years ago, I'm, I'm sitting inside a, uh, or inside a room at a, at a company, and they are unveiling some, it's a technology company, and they're unveiling some new, you know, big, expensive, you know, really important uh, product. And I kept saying to the, the man I was working with, okay, help me understand, what does it do? And he kept trying to explain things to me, and I said, no, 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 nobody knows what that means. He said, okay, I got it. He said it has, and this I think this is in the book, he says it has heterogeneous versatility operating capacity. Now, I, I could not make this up because I, I, I don't even know what the words mean. So I said, what? And he says to me, oh, no, 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 don't, don't worry about it. He says, I don't mean to insult you. And now I knew I was about to get insulted. He said, I don't mean to insult you, but the people that I'm talking to understand that. And my point was, hold on. They understand the words. They know the definition of the words. But you haven't told them what it's going to do for them. Is it going to save them time? Is it going to save them money? Is it going to be more efficient? Are they going to be able to do more with less? Are they going to get a bigger return on their investment? And we know so much, we in general, about our subjects because so many of us are so expert that we don't know how to take that information and make it powerful, personal, and humanize the information for other people. And regardless of the situation, whether we are helping a a client navigate issues and manage a crisis or whatever it is, deliver a financial presentation, it all boils down to how we make a better connection. Because communicating is not about talking. That's a misperception. It's about connecting, and we connect emotionally. We connect by the way we make others feel. And that is so important, Karen, because I think a lot of people really underestimate why people listen and why people follow our messages. So we're going to talk more about this when we come back from break, and perhaps we can come back to some of the top ten media interview techniques Pardon me, Karen, that you have uh, shared on your site, uh, I want to say, with such an open transparency to help people take a look at what they need to do differently. This is Leadership Development News that will go away. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. 
At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Are you thinking about starting a nonprofit? Or perhaps you've already started one and want ideas, inspiration, and encouragement. Tune in to Nonprofit Spark with your host, Renee McGivern. Our program will feature as guests the leaders of emerging nonprofits who will share what works for them. We also will hear from experts who offer advice to make your jobs easier. Tune in to Nonprofit Spark, and together we'll create a world that works for everyone. Nonprofit Spark airs live Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We were talking today with Karen Freeman, and we're going to get into some of the content that's in her book, Shut Up and Say Something. We'll ask her some more questions about that. But one of the things in your book, Karen, you talk about and you just were alluding to top 10 media interview techniques uh, that are in your book and um, how, to get, how to get heard. So why don't you talk a little bit about some of those uh, top 10 techniques? There are many techniques in terms of media interviews that can be applied across the board. So, um, and, and I will get to those techniques for you and answer your question, but I think it's important for people to understand that often when we think about media interviews, media interviews are an animal unto themselves. There's things that you do in media that you don't necessarily do in other areas. But there are also certain techniques that apply across the board. So let's talk first about media interviews, since that's what you asked about. What you have to realize is a media interview is not a real conversation. Okay, it, it's not just about answering questions. When we have a conversation, if you, you're, we're having one right now. You ask me a question, I answer it. In a media interview, if you simply ask, answer a question, 
and the reporter doesn't ask you a question that triggers what you want to say, you've lost an opportunity. So the key to managing media interviews and to doing them successfully is to insert messages very gently in a way that you're answering a question, but you're also delivering what you want to say. So, for example, we're talking right now. Let's say I wanted to start talking about my children and my family, but you're not going to ask me about that. It would be up to me to deliver those messages. And that way you are better controlling your interview. So part of what has to happen is you want to do a couple of things. You want to think before an interview of your one, two, three. What's the one, two, three, or even the one, two, three, four points, not more, because we can't remember a whole lot. And the more you say, the less will be remembered. So what are the three, four of the most key points that you want to deliver? Jot them down. When you talk about those points, what are examples that you want to give? Are there little vignettes? Are there anecdotes? Are there examples? Are there analogies? Are there visual images? That's what people remember. How do you drive that message home? So that's what applies across the board. Um, third or fourth or wherever we are, instead of talking to a reporter, I think it's important to think about the reporter's audience. Talk to that audience. If you were reading the paper, what would you care about? Like we, we, did, a, uh, we did a media training program out in um, California for an energy company not too long ago. And they're involved in this very big project about putting up a plant and everybody in the community is freaking out and they don't want the plant there. So we were role-playing um, some of the issues and some of the messages and some of the problems and a lot of the questions. And afterwards, one of the people said to me, wow, he says, you were really tough on us. And I said, well, what do you mean we were tough on you? And I was working with a colleague, and he said, well, you asked such tough questions. And I said, but wait a minute. We asked the questions that we would want to know if we lived in the community and we were watching the local news or we were reading the local paper. And those questions are not tough. They're questions like, why do you have to build this plant here? Is it safe? Will we see it from the highway? Will it be noisy? Will it be expensive? What's the environmental impact? So these are things that you have to think about when you do media interviews. And I think that, that some of the top ten that you were alluding to, which I've mentioned, things like remember who your audience is. You know, really know who they are. Less is more. Acknowledge a question but bridge or transition to areas, messages that you want to talk about. One of the things um, that is also mentioned, and this is, I, I call it the, the, the PS, it's the problem solving. We're often so focused on telling people what our solution is, what we want them to know, how we're going to fix a problem, why they should hire us, whatever it is, that we fail to state the problem. And if we think about what the problem is first, in other words, you know, every year nearly 50% of the American public suffers a heart attack. If we don't do this and do this and do this, that number will increase to what have you. That's why such and such a therapy is so incredibly important. You see the difference? As opposed to starting with, this therapy is really important. Nobody cares. But if we set up the problem and help people understand what the problem is, how it impacts their lives, 
then that solution is much more important to them. And that's critical in a media interview. Well, that makes perfect sense. And, and it's, it's interesting that what most people generally do, Karen, correct me if I'm wrong, is they just want to sound smart. Right. And I think that's what happened, if I could use this as a horrible example, in the BP situation. Well, I think it, in the BP situation, it's not only wanting to sound smart. I think they're, you know, I think we're dealing with a uh, a different world than than we were in the past, and and this is a world where you utter a word and it's blogged and and heard and seen and written about in seconds across across continents. And in BP, I'll tell you something. If you look at the if you look at the early interviews, the very early interviews when it first happened with Tony Hayward, he started out right. He was empathetic. He was compassionate. In one of those very early interviews, um, somebody started asking him about the caps, and and he right away said, "Wait a minute. There are people who lost their lives here, and our hearts go out, and this our our hearts go out to them, and this is where we want to focus, etc." And I remember watching it in the beginning, thinking, "Good." But then you know what happened? It wasn't only about being smart. What happened was they lost touch, perspective, understanding of the people who were out there of you and me. So they got stuck up there in an ivory tower, completely disconnected with the rest of us. So if you are seen sailing on your yacht while people are dying and the environment is being polluted to the tune of the biggest spill that we've ever known, that doesn't sit too well with people. Or if you are the chairman of the board, and whether it was intentional or not, and you call people who are affected by that spill as the little people, which is what was said, maybe he didn't intend it negatively, but it plays wrong. But to your point, people do want to sound smart. And I'm in rooms every day of the week or certainly a few days a week with people who stand up there. Let's say they're giving a, let's say they're giving a presentation. Perfect example. They're giving a presentation. And let, let's say the, we'll just call somebody Sam, all right? Let's say Sam is the type of guy that everybody loves. He's charismatic, he's interesting, he's engaging, he's full of personality, he's confident, he's smart, and and he's the guy you want to follow, and he gets everything done at work, and people really look up to him. And all of a sudden, Sam gets in front of the room, and you're saying, who is this person? It's like he goes into presentation mode, because people are so afraid to let their authentic self shine through at work in that capacity because they are afraid that they won't be seen as credible. And the reality is, when you let your personality come through, when you are a little bit vulnerable, when you pepper your presentations, your talks, with relevant stories and anecdotes, people relate to you more, you have much more presence, There's a chapter in the book called No Presence. It's about executive presence. And you are that much more believable. And the truth of the matter is, to to use your words again, you come across as smarter. People people don't want people who are just going to give them a data dump. People want people that they say, hey, that guy or that girl is real. I can relate to her. She gets it. That's what people are after, especially today, in light of more and more, unfortunately, BP crisis, something in the news every day about somebody doing something wrong. 
and I think our world has changed, and I think people put up with a lot less. So, Karen, maybe we can talk about a little bit around this executive presence, because given all of us on the phone work with executives, and and uh, and sometimes that's a it, it's a softer subject, you know. But it sounds like you have some good techniques, you know. Kathy and I have talked about this aspect of uh, emotional intelligence and empathy is understanding someone's perspective. And something that Obama is a great example of, to understand someone's perspective, you've got to say their perspective, just like you said for the president of BP. Until you actually say what their perspective is, no one thinks you got it. Well, maybe you can say a little bit more about, you know, how would you coach people around presence? You know, we talked about one aspect and empathy. But, what, you know, what, what other areas would you bring in? I think that when you're dealing with presence, you're dealing with brands. And what I mean by that is you are your own brand. You are somebody that every time you walk into a room, whether somebody knows you or not, people are making an impression. They're forming an impression. And when you think about executive presence, or we can call it executive excellence, it's not just about how people see you when you walk into that room. It's not just about how you stand or your body language. It's all of that over over a period of time. So you think about it as long-lasting, consistent impressions that you make over a period of time. So um, if I can give you, for example, uh, some examples, and, and this, is from, this is from years of, of working with folks. Here's what will happen. Somebody might call me up, and they'll say, we'll, we'll make up another name. They'll say, um, you know, Tony is just terrific. He's smart. He gets so much done. We don't know what we would do without him. But when we get into a meeting, he just doesn't seem to have executive-like qualities, and they can't put their finger on it. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, and this goes to someone, I'll give you some of the tips in the book, what it means is twofold. Either Tony speaks up at a meeting and doesn't really say very much, he speaks to speak, or he never says anything at the meeting, because he's quiet, and then people will perceive that he doesn't have a lot to contribute. So you want to be a regular contributor at the table. You don't want to wait for others to ask questions, but you also don't want to just yak to yak. Karen, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break, so I'm going to ask you to hold that thought, and we'll be right back to hear more about the distinctions that you're making in being a great communicator. Don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Tune in to It's Your Money with host Bill Pfeifferlich. You'll get an eye-opening education about some of the misconceptions of the financial world. If you are a business owner, working professional, or successful American, you will benefit from the information on our program. Our guests will include financial service professionals, international tax and estate attorneys, and CPAs. We'll identify solutions that you can implement now to get the most of your money. Tune in Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for It's Your Money on Voice America Business. 
Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Today we're talking with Karen. Friedman, and she wrote the book, um, Shut Up and Say Something, which we want to get into some of the specifics about about that. And I imagine you have some things in there, Karen, about this executive presence, you know, about, you know, when to speak up, and then also be interesting, you know, when should someone shut up and how do they know when to shut up? Well, the problem is they don't always know when to shut up. That's the book. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, you want people to speak up, but you want them to have something to say. And just like when we were talking about in a media interview, I advise people to do a couple of things. I'll say walk into a meeting with a couple of points that you would like to make and look for opportunities to insert those points into the meeting so you can add to the conversation. And people say, well, what if I I don't know what the discussion is going to be? Well, you do know what the discussion is going to be because you know why you were invited to the meeting. And there's always something that you're working on, your expertise, something that you saw, something you did, something that happened on a sales call that you can use to explain to somebody what the point is that you want to make, to make it real, to bring it into their world. Strong words. It's not just about shutting up. People will say things like, uh, to be honest with you, or it seems uh, maybe, no, I believe, we're committed. The point is, you know, get rid of the disclaimers. Get rid of the qualifiers. If you are an executive or you're a leader and you say to somebody, well, um, maybe you, uh, you know, I'd really like it if you could um, have this plan to me, you know, soon. No, I'd like the plan on my desk by 5 o'clock on Friday. So you need to tell people very specifically what it is you want. 
to, to your point about people who talk too much, perhaps I'm doing that now, but you asked me to talk about it. <laughs> to people who talk too much in our own sessions, um, we do a couple of things. We, first of all, we, we do a lot of coaching with videotape. I'm sure you may do that too because it's, it's just a wonderful teacher. But the other thing is, in Q&A practice, I'll stop people and I'll say, all right, what's the headline? I call it the fire drill approach. If you could say one thing and the fire alarm went off, what would you say? Well, I can't say it. Yes, you can. Fire alarm's going to go off. Tick, 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 talk. What's the bottom line? Give me your 30-minute talk in, in a sentence. Well, the bottom line is if we don't act now, we're going to lose incredible market opportunity. Boom. So then it's a whole different way of focusing them. I'll have them start there, and then we'll work on what are the proof points, what are the teeth, how are you going to back that up. And I will, at least in practice, hold up my hand and say, stop. Sometimes we will, um, in the, in the, we'll go back to the drug approval process, sometimes we'll, or, or pre- uh, preparing for investor meetings or investor days, we'll videotape people prior to working with them. And then we'll look at the whole tape with them, and they'll actually see where they've rambled or where they've been, for lack of a better word, they've been boring. And and the last thing I want to add, there's so many things about executive presence, and yes, there is a chapter on the book, and there's there's, uh, some articles on the website. But another thing that's, that's very important across the board, when you speak about something, if you are not passionate about it, nobody else will be. And it's really important to let your passion come through if you want to excite or interest others. Well, as you're saying this, it just strikes me that, you know, one of your points, I think it's number seven, be engaging, is is critical for, as you said earlier, a long-lasting impression over time. Because if you're going to say something in brief, you want to say something that's also going to get people to action or to a point where they really recognize they need to contribute in some way to make a difference. Does that does that make sense to you? No, it, it does make sense. And if you think of it this way, Kathy, uh, I always say to people, you know, let's say you're talking about something, and maybe you're, you're a politician, and everybody in the universe it just it is, is after you. They just don't believe you. That's okay. But they have to believe that you believe. So if you are speaking with passion and energy and conviction and commitment, the high energy and the emotional content that we were talking to before appeal to people on a very human level. And if you don't believe in what you're saying and other people, back to that word, don't feel it, then they're not going to believe you either. So it it really is important to engage people, and there's so many different things, you know, from eye contact to your body language to to the way you enter a room, to the way you own a room, to the way you own space, to the way you lean in, to the way you project. But, see, it's a combination of things. If you listen to, for example, let's pick somebody. If you listen to somebody like Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs doesn't stand there and just roll data off his tongue. He's energized. He's passionate. He tells stories. He moves around the stage. Ronald Reagan, another wonderful example. 
politics aside, it doesn't matter. Ronald Reagan dumbed things down, for lack of a better explanation, and he put it on a very general level. So any policy or any financial um, concept could be understood by the everyday person. And that is part of the appeal of a good communicator. Well, some of the uh, other tips that you have here, which are, which are great, I want to kind of get to them. This idea of uh, acknowledging and bridging. I'm working with someone who just did a uh, presentation um, to a, uh, a board and got into a kind of a, a contentious thing with one of the board members. And her boss, who was very seasoned, said, you know, you just start off saying, yes, you're right, and here's where they would go with this. So maybe you can say a little bit about it. Is that kind of what they're acknowledging and bridging? Sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, so acknowledging and bridging um, is, a, is a media training technique um, that can be used in different situations. So for media, if somebody asks you a question, you can acknowledge and address. You acknowledge the question by saying, yes, you, you, know, you raise a very good point, da-da-da-da-da, and then you use a transition phrase, or what they call in media a bridging phrase. Things like, but it's important to understand. What I'd like to point out, in fact, what you may find interesting, what we do know is. Okay, so those are different phrases. Now, when you are in that contentious board meeting, and we also do a lot of work in this area, you can't just quickly bridge away from the question. Mm-hmm. All right, especially when it's a boss, when it's board of directors. But like in media training, you want to look for the opportunity to hit the headline. So it, let's say that person is right. And a lot of times those, those contentious um, questions are not questions at all. They're statements. Mm-hmm. So let's say that person says, well, we found, you know, A, B, and C. And the answer is, yes, you are correct, but... It's the same idea. What's also important to understand is boom. And then you want to talk about the message that you want to deliver. So in, in our own sessions, and, you know, I mean, this is, it would probably take longer than the time that we have, but we use um, little models that we've created that teach people how to bridge back or transition back to those three or four key points that they're trying to make. It doesn't mean you don't answer the question. I think you do answer the question. But I think that you have to focus on where you want people to go and where you want to call their attention. Think of it this way. There's two ways to think of it. This will be an easy way to remember. One is ABC. Acknowledge and address the question. That's the A. B, bridge. And C, to communicate your message. The second way is you don't always have to ABC. You don't always have to acknowledge, bridge, and communicate. Another way is just quickly state the headline. You know, things like what we found out when we looked at blah, 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 and not get stuck in the question. And the other big mistake that people make is they take questions so literally that they start to go down that yellow brick road. They're stuck in minutiae instead of delivering messages and they repeat people's negatives. Well, you said this, that, and that. Isn't that true? Oh, no, no, that's not true. We didn't say it. Now what you're doing is you're validating what somebody else said instead of saying what it is you want them to know. 
makes perfect sense. And it actually makes it much easier for anyone to personalize their response and to recognize what are things you do and don't want to do. Do you feel, and I'm I'm asking you this very candidly, Karen, and it may be a, a quick answer, maybe a long answer. Do you feel that all professionals have the capacity to be good communicators? I feel that most do. I think that, it, like anything else, you have to prepare, you have to practice, you have to apply strategies, and you have to work at it. So not everybody has the capacity to become a good singer. Some of us are just tone deaf, and we can't do that. But this is a little bit different. And the reason that I say most is because I have worked with some people who are just so terrified that no matter what you do, it, it, they, they lose sleep, they get nauseous, they get sick, uh, and, and they probably you know, should not be standing up in front of an important audience. Unfortunately, the, the best communicators win. So there are those people who are just so overcome with, with, they're traumatized by it, that they might never get to a place that somebody else might get to. Karen, this, this has been really exciting, this prepare, practice, apply, work at it. Um, your website, www.shutupandsaysomething.com, I hope our listeners go to. Relly, any last-minute thoughts? Yeah, this has been great. Uh, I think people should go to your website because I always like to say the bottom line of most people's uh, communication is they're going to be misunderstood or misinterpreted. And I think if they use some of your tips, that's going to enhance uh, their clarity greatly. Thank you. All right, this has been Leadership Development News. Thank you for listening, and tune in again next week when we'll have some more exciting conversations. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.